Hello and thank you for tuning in to the morning edition of the D1T in 5 for Thursday, March 23rd. Let's jump into this morning's top stories. Texas A&M Commerce has met virtually with several AD candidates over the past several weeks, according to College AD, which also reports interim AD Eric Coleman is not believed to be pursuing the full-time opening. Additionally, a group of three or four candidates are expected to visit campus as part of the final round of interviews. U.S. Senator Tommy Tuberville of Alabama pressed U.S. Army Under Secretary Gabe Camarillo to look further into the possibility of the military helping to fund college athletics as part of an approach to bolstering recruitment. For the armed forces, Sportico's Eben Novi Williams and Daniel Libet report. The idea, which was conceived of by then-Orchestra Macrosystems CEO Dave Maloney, made headlines last summer, and Tuberville remarked, I think we're missing the boat here if we don't look at that. It's not ROTC. It's a 21st century pathway to service. It's a strategy and a tactic guaranteed to produce a well-educated, physically capable, coachable and aspiring fighting force every year. JohnCanzano.com's namesake reports, Pac-12 remains in negotiations with ESPN, Apple and Amazon. Also, Fox is in the negotiation, Pac-12 sources tell me. Texas State has received a $4 million gift, one of the largest in the athletic department's history, from an anonymous donor to support the $37 million football complex renovation and addition at Bobcat Stadium, President Kelly Damphouse stating, This gift allows us to enhance our facility and to directly impact the student-athlete experience, while continuing to turn Texas State football into a national brand. Longwood will add a men's and women's outdoor track program this summer with competition slated to start in the spring of 2024. The Lancers will join the Big South and be led by men's and women's cross-country head coach Brooke Craig. Lancers AD Tim Hall adding, When we evaluated our student-athlete experience, we recognized that adding the middle and long distances in outdoor track made a lot of sense for the department. Ohio officially announced Louisville Provost Lori Stewart Gonzalez as its next president. For the second year in a row, college athletics received C grades in the categories of racial, gender and overall diversity hiring in the Tides report. The score for gender hiring increased slightly year over year from 73.8 to 74.1, but the point score for racial hiring dropped from 74.4 to 73.3. Overall diversity hiring scores declined from 75.8 to 73.7. Tides director Richard Lapchick stating, excluding HBCU institutions, the representation of women and people of color in key decision-making roles within collegiate athletics has been scarce. College sport continues to fall short in closing the disparities in leadership in relation to their professional sport counterparts. The NCAA National Office received a B-minus for race in both senior leadership and professional positions, an A-minus for gender in senior leadership and an A-plus in professional administration positions. The NCAA issued a memo regarding the waiver process for undergraduate student-athletes who are two-time transfers, noting reasons for granting a waiver include student-athlete mental and or physical health, exigent circumstances outside a player's control and diagnosed education-impacting disabilities. Reasons for denying waivers include degree programs and or institutional prestige not meeting student-athletes' expectations, changing majors, lack of participation opportunity, changes to the athletic scholarship and coaching changes. A second class-action complaint has been filed by former volunteer assistant coaches in wrestling and track and field, 
alleging antitrust violations by the NCAA similar to those submitted by D1 baseball assistants in November. BuzzU founder and former Western Michigan football student-athlete Zach Novoselsky joins Connect's Steph Garcia Psychos to discuss his quest to provide all student-athletes a quantifiable marketability rating as they navigate the NIL landscape and the company's recently announced partnership with the Mac. His enterprise software, touted as the largest third-party database of NIL data currently in the industry's ecosystem, creates a buzz score based on local marketability and derived from social media and search engine analytics as well as on-field performance metrics. Novoselsky commenting, the future is now. We're almost two years into NIL and I think the first 24 months was a lot of hyperinflated numbers and smoke and mirrors that get a lot of clicks. I don't believe that's NIL for the masses. That's the top 1% of the 1%. When you start to talk about the entire landscape, the other 99%, you need data and analytics into why these local campaigns should be happening. These hyperlocal campaigns where local marketability matters. More can be found only on Connect. Thank you for tuning in to the morning edition of the D1T in 5 for Thursday, March 23rd. We'll see you back here this afternoon.